Hello there, Provis. Hello, howdy, howdy, like. Welcome to But It Was Aliens. The extraterrestrial comedy podcast brought to you by two former MIBs hell-bent on bringing you the truth. I can't do this anymore. Hold on. Floor 2501. What? Now that we're on eye level, Kev, what, what's happening? I don't have to keep looking up at you anymore. I'm going to keep my neck a rest, you lanky, grey-bearded bastard. Uh, I was really wondering what the hell was happening there. I had no idea. Now I get it. It was a long-winded slight at my height. A slight height. Height slight. Is it really a slight when uh, you're congratulating someone on being so tall? In these circumstances, yes. Never. Right, so I shall continue. We are two former MIBs. Mibs! Hell-bent on bringing you the truth about all things extraterrestrial, from the known and unknown universes. I'm your host for this week's probe, Granny Moonwalker, and standing across from me is Kevin the Grey, a.k.a. Greybeard, a.k.a. Long John Grey, a.k.a. Kevdalf, the tall, oh. aka the tallest Kev in the world, PKA John Boy. Is that previously known as? Yes. Ah. So I like Long John because that's kind of piratey. So before he gets the opportunity to complain that my intros for him are getting more and more elaborate, I would like to inform you, dear probers, that this giant across from me <laughs> told me that me constantly calling him grey started to manifest grey hairs. I can't remember if it was mainly grey chin hairs or bum chin hairs, but it was one or the other. <laughs> he then proceeded to tell me to manifest some extra hype for him, which I thought was greedy, considering he's already 23 foot tall. But I'm a good friend. Scratch that, I'm a great friend. <laughs> some would say I'm a best friend. So I did what he asked, and now he's 27 foot tall and all I'm hearing is complaining. So, button up, buttercup. I'm not going to stop <laughs> until you can reach the clouds and I can dive off your dome into a pool of Greek yogurt mixed with peanut butter cereal protein powder. What? <laughs> what just happened? I feel like I've been torn a new one. <laughs> yogurt. Peanut butter cereal? Is that like your favourite cereal or something? It's a protein powder. Peanut butter cereal. That's a protein powder? Mm -hmm. You have it with what? It's by Ghost. Milk or water? Um, depends on how fat I want to be. Milk. So, <laughs> <laughs> these thighs don't come without some hard work. What is your ideal breakfast? What day? Monday and Saturday. Okay. Monday, considering I'm up at 4, 4.30 in the morning, I don't generally eat until about 11 o'clock. Really? Therefore, two pepperoni pizza slices. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
That's like my ideal breakfast. That's your actual breakfast. <laughs> Saturday, I would generally be up at four o'clock in the morning. So no different. But I don't have my first client until half seven. Mm-hmm. So I'll get up at four, I'll go to the gym, I'll come back and I'll make myself a fresh homemade omelette. Cheese, tomato, some um, oh. chilli flakes, oh. some parsley in there as oh. well, mushrooms if uh. you're feeling fancy, uh. um, maybe some chorizo, mm. plenty of cheese. Oh. And I'll have that before I uh, crack on to work. So no protein and yoghurt then? Eggs. But but where did this line come from about diving into the yoghurt and protein? I was thinking oh, that's pe- your... No, it's peanut butter cereal protein powder. That's what I mean. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you have to have a breakfast. I'll just have it later in the day. <laughs> cereal is all times, baby. It's not a cereal. It's more of a flavour. Cereal for dinner. So what are we covering today? <laughs> <laughs> today... We're heading to New Smyrna. Smyrna. I have no idea how this is pronounced. Smyrna. But it's spelt Smyrna. Smyrna. Beach in Florida. We're heading to Florida. We're going to Florida, baby. Whoop, whoop, it's hot. The year is 1975. The day, I don't know. The time, I know even less. But what I can tell you about is something about the person. Lynn Plaskett. Hi, Lynn. Lynn is a former county councilwoman. Oh. Now, what isn't clear is whether or not she was part of the evil council. (laughs) Dedicated to world domination once the chosen one was dead. The chosen one? (laughs) <laughs> I was thinking a Star Wars reference is coming up. Nope, we've got a picture of Tungy. <laughs> Kung Pao. Uh, what was that guy called? Steve Oderick or something? Yeah. yeah. This is possibly one of the greatest comedies ever made. Do you know what? Not I... the greatest comedy moment. That belongs to one film. Napoleon Dynamite, yes, we're but aware. Let's not go over it right now. It's possibly one of the best comedy films ever made. I've not seen this film since we watched it about 12 times in a day when I lived in Norwich. Not only, So not only is the normal film fantastic, so... It's the dubs it's that the are really dubs. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> the secondary dubs over the... So, it's not even a secondary. So they dub an original film and photoimpose him in it. And then they dub over those dubs and that's the film. So you're then able to go back and watch kind of the layer beneath with their original mm-hmm. dubs and they're just as funny. Oh, Absolutely children. brilliant. You're alive. wee 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 Oh, one day we need to watch that again. Oh, we do. Bonkers times. So in 1975, Lynn was 24 years of age. Back in 75. And had... I didn't say the line. You can keep going. Recently separated from her partner. (laughs) This meant that she was raising her three-year-old son by herself. She was having a routine physical... And she was told 
some bad news. Lynn had cancer in her uterus. <sighs> shit news to receive. Absolutely shit. So the next step would be a hysterectomy. Uh, see, I can't make light of that. No, you can't. When you said bad news, I was expecting bad like... Bad news bear? Bad news Barrett. The, um, the wrestler who used to pop up on in WWE on a stand. But I got some bad news for you. He wasn't Scottish, but he was actually um, English. English yeah. So I don't understand the accent. Well, I couldn't remember what he actually sounded like. Isn't he from Yorkshire? Weirdly, considering I don't watch WWE, I believe his name is Stu Bennett. And I don't know why I know that. Stu Random trivia. Bennett. For ya. So, first things first. Yeah, let's just, let's just move on, because I've got nothing that isn't going to offend myself and the world. A pre-surgical exam would be conducted. And whilst this was happening, her doctor spotted a lump next to her neck. So he decided, whilst we're here, we may as well take a look. Yeah. A biopsy was completed, and the doc told her that he no longer had to perform the hysterectomy. But the lump on her neck was an issue. It turned out to be a rare form of cancer known as T-cell lymphoma. Oh, shit. It was so rare, in fact, that at that time there were only three known cases of it in the entire United States. And these cases, unfortunately, all involved newborns who didn't survive. Oh man, this is this is going to be a heavy episode. Her doctor broke the news to her that she only had three months to live. This cancer has infected every part of her body, bar her stomach and brain. But her doctor did say it's possible that these were also affected, although not showing. Lynn was allowed to leave the hospital that day as long as she returned the following day. And when she got home, the house was empty. Her son was out with her sister for the day and Lynn went to her room, sat on her bed and broke down crying. She sat there thinking about her son and how would he react when she's gone. Remember, she was only given three months left to live. So she was thinking that all he would remember is her leaving him. As she continued to cry, something started to happen. Lynn started to hear a buzzing sound. What kind of buzzing? Like an electro buzz. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. This has been so emotional and my brain just won't allow it. It wants to ruin the moment. Must, must stay sentimental. The room then began to fill with smoke, but not the type of smoke where you would panic and think there's a fire. This was more like fog. Like old Greg fog. Old oh, Greg. Come on, Greg. That smoke machine type fog. What do you think happened next, Greybeard? I think we're covering a traditional alien case based upon this moment in the probe. I think we're about to have an alien creature appear from the Never Realms. And like up through the smoke? Not up through, just through. 
like walking. So the smoke like it's is a stage, and he's walking out on stage. Kind of, if the pathway to Why, the stage. Hi there, Lee. Hi there. Why, hi there, Lee. He just so, like floats. I'm thinking like this. Yeah, I'm thinking parallel dimensions, and the smoke is kind of seeping out of one dimension into the new to enable the mm. the creature to pass through. And I'm really hoping, based upon the health circumstances you've introduced in this episode, that this this creature is going to be a good creature that will repair the damage of life without making this person do anything in return for that support. Lynn began to levitate. Okay. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> That's right, son. She began to levitate. Uh, uh, Completely unaware of what the hell was going on. However, she wasn't scared. Then, out of nowhere, a small disc-shaped object entered the room through an open window. I was so far off. The object hovered near her, and starting at her head, descended to her feet, and then up again, almost as if scanning her. That's what I was thinking. The disc is described by Lynn to have a raised top similar to to similar to 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 to, 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 to a traditional UFO. I'm assuming a small one, and had multicolored lights around it. This is kind of like a little probe, isn't it? Excuse the pun. Mm-hmm. But not a. Not the sort of UFO we see in the sky that's massive as it comes closer. It's sending out a little yeah, probe unit. Absolutely. Like a little few inches wide, a few more inches longer kind of probe. A few minutes passed and then the object simply left. Lynn was placed back down on her bed and she just rolled over and went to sleep. This must have been a Deep, deep sleep. We're going deep, deep undercover. As she slept all the way through to the next morning. As she awoke that morning, something felt different. She felt revived. Almost like she was close to death and was then given an elixir. Restoring all health and removing all ailments. Ooh. She then had a feeling that everything was going to be fine. I'm getting closer. And she went back to the hospital and they started a rigorous chemo program. This was one last roll of the dice. What did she have to lose? She was given only three months to live. So, if she could eke it out for another two to three, why wouldn't she try? Yeah. Her do- Life is valuable. Exactly. Her doctor advised her that even if she took the experimental drugs, she would not live to see her 26th birthday. The side effects would make her bones brittle, so she would essentially be an old woman, even though she's only 24. Do you know what? That's such a shit decision to have to make, isn't it? 
I think we've both had similar experiences of this in our family. I know with um, one of my aunts who passed away of similar circumstances, she was on medication for a good long time, but she got to a point where, well, I'm sure lots of people get to a point where they're like, I just want to live my life and be pain free for my last days, etc. Yeah. Tough one. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Just going away from the seriousness, she was given an elixir and she felt amazing. And then they've put her through chemo. I, the impacts of chemo are pretty significant and awful as much as it can heal you. They if are she, fatiguing as yeah, fuck. If she was already healed by this entity at this point, and then they put her through chemo, not realizing that she'd been healed, that's a pretty shit outcome. But I'm also seeing ahead to the end. If she does get healed, how do we know it wasn't the chemo? So Lynn began the treatment regardless. It took four days. Within just four days. Oh, that's pretty quick. Lynn's <laughs> doctor right. noticed that the malignant tumour in her chest had dramatically shrunk. And just four months later, Lynn was in remission. Wow. Let me put this into perspective. This is 1975. Oh, yeah. And it took four days for the tumour to shrink. All right, in I'm in. 2016, a surprise finding of a pair of drugs managed to dramatically shrink some tumours in 11 days. Gosh darn. 36 years later, and they were seven days behind this original experimental Since she went into remission, Lynn has been cancer-free. Do you think the doctor could explain what happened? No. Fuck no, he couldn't. <laughs> and I attempted to try and find out what the experimental drug was, but couldn't. So we couldn't check it to see what it was made of. So we have here Lynn's take on what happened. We fast forward to 1981 and there's a clip from a show called The Mike Douglas Show. During it, there was a sound and this sound was all too familiar to Lynn. It was the sound she'd heard that day she was visited. What happened to her was celestial healing. Babe. Babe. I'm hot just like an oven. Aliens came down to Earth to heal her. Well, shit. Ah. Uh, so what happened? Do we know what this experimental drug was? No. Are they still experimenting with it? Was it too effective so they took it off the market? We have no idea. Because this sounds like a pretty good drug. They should be giving this to everyone inflicted by the pains of these conditions. Absolutely. It's so difficult when you cover a serious set of circumstances like this because our inclination is to make light of situations, but you just can't do it with this, can you? You can't. Did, uh, did we... 
see any evidence of lost time or that kind of thing? Or did this thing literally just fly in her room and scan her? Yep, that. So we've got nothing to even go on. Why her? How did they know? Unless they put it in her to then heal her because they're testing things themselves. That's pretty shitty. Never thought of that. Uh, Yeah, I'm struggling for anything productive here. I want to know what the drug is. Was it Oxycontin? You got any of that? No. Can you get me some? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did I even... Again, Jake I don't Simon. think it's over here. No. Yeah, it's bonkers there's such a difficulty with that in other countries, but it's not even a thing here, is it? Are we better regulated or is it just... Oh, I don't know. I no, don't know. Could. Obviously, they, they planned to put it worldwide, didn't they? But they were stopped. In 1996... Have you finished that season, that series, by the way? Haven't started it. I oh, I finished the, the Netflix one. one. Yeah, 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 I finished that. It, did it end in the same way? Because obviously I've only seen um, the Didn't the good mention one. anything about trying to go worldwide, so no. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't give you the full story then. In 1996... Sad year. Plaskett was in the middle of a re-election for the Belusa County Council. She was 46 at this time. Some 20 plus years removed from the incident. And right smack in the middle of this re-election, she announced the story of the UFO and her healing to the public. Ooh, that's interesting timing, isn't it? Not only did she let it be known, she went on a run, taking it straight to TB tabloids. She was on the Maury Povich show, <laughs> which I'm sure most people know for the infamous You Are Not and You Are the Father reactions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've got an image here of someone dancing when they find out they're not the father. <laughs> yeah, famed, famed memes and videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, has she come out with this story at this time because she wants the publicity... Like, good publicity, bad publicity, it's all good, really, because it gets you the attention and can serve your purposes. There's, it, what's the saying? There's no bad publicity or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we've got a potential no motive. Bad publicity. We've got a potential motive for bullshit here. Not saying it is, I'm just saying we've got potential motive. Um, completely off topic, but it made me think of it when I saw 1996. Um, did you see in the news... Um, yesterday, I believe, or the day before, they've arrested someone for the murder of Tupac Shakur. No, I had not. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Was Being suspected officer? for many, many... No, no, no. One of the gangbangers mm. who'd always said that they were in the car at the time of the incident. Obviously, the person who... And I, I don't know this, but the person who was rumoured to have pulled the trigger was killed two years later. But whether they did or not, I don't know. But yeah, they've arrested this person now. Damn. Yeah, sorry. Completely randomly and off topic, as I say. (laughs) Feels like a serious episode today. Can you talk (laughs) about some boobs or some bums or something? Little winky flopping about. Where's the lightheartedness? Lynn also appeared on Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh. The original or the recent series? The original. Ooh. Was this a tactic to get voters on her side? Well, if it was, it didn't work. <laughs> the voters were pissed and she was not voted back in. Oh, shit. 
But in 2003, she won the election to the new Smyrna <laughs> City Commission as they deemed her story was old news, so didn't warrant including in the coverage. They let her back into shitty war. City walls, sorry. Plaskett was very reluctant and even refused most of the time to even discuss the event, huh? saying that she was too embarrassed. However, she would never elaborate on why that was. Hold up. She was too embarrassed to talk about it, yet she went public with it. Yes. What the F, David Blaine? David Blaine? You can't put it in the public sphere and then take it back and say you're too embarrassed. I'm too embarrassed, nah. No, that doesn't work that way. She's appeared on Maury and a documentary. Mm-hmm. How embarrassed was she really? No, not allowing it. It's at this point we turn to science and scepticism. Right on time. The science I touched a little bit upon earlier in that the experimental drug, which was used 30 plus years, was ahead of the revolutionary drug discovered in 2016. Oxycontin, yeah. I also couldn't find the drug that was used during her treatment in the 70s. The scepticism comes solely from those she tried to get to vote for her re-election. Upon hearing this story, they were not impressed in the slightest, and she wasn't voted back in. I also couldn't find any evidence of any ufologists investigating this case. Not that it would have made it true, but it would have at least added something to it to sprinkle a bit of validity. That it was maybe investigated rather than just told during a re election. <laughs> yeah, and on the night of election, vote for Pedro. <laughs> Nicely done, sir. Back in 82. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Rewind. <laughs> um, yes. Something that dawned on me mm-hmm. whilst going through that I didn't catch earlier mm-hmm. the tumor in her chest shrunk the lump right. was found in her neck right so there was no cancer anywhere the lump was found in her neck uh, i suppose they said it spread everywhere but why did just the one in the chest shrink and nowhere else shrunk do we know that it was a cancerous lump in the neck or just a lump Lymph nodes. T-cell. Lymphoma. I don't know why I'm whispering. I was about to ask why we're whispering. I have no idea. Well, mother trucker. Vote for Pedro. So to summarise, we have the case... I never got to ask questions! I don't have any questions! So to summarise... Are we we the first ufologist, ufologist, ufologist... Are we the cover. first ones in this realm of MIBism? Mm-hmm. Yes. We're the first MIBIs to. Yes. Hey. Allegedly, truthfully. So I like s- being first <gasps> in every aspect of my life. Barise. <laughs> we have the case of Lynn Plaskett, who at 24 years old was unfortunately diagnosed with cancer of the uterus. 
A biopsy was scheduled, and whilst laying there, the doctor noticed a lump on her neck. But during the biopsy, he couldn't find any cancer of the uterus, so told her that he wouldn't have to do the hysterectomy. But he did want to check the neck. Bad News Bear informed Lynn that it wasn't good, and that she had a super rare form of cancer. This cancer was so rare that there were only three known cases at the time in the entire United States. Those three cases involved newborns and none of them survived their first year. Lynn was told that she only had three months left to live, but they were going to try some aggressive chemotherapy. Lynn wanted to go home, so persuaded the hospital to let her as long as she came back the next day. When she got home, her son wasn't there as her sister had taken him for the day and Lynn sat there and burst into tears thinking about how her son would feel once she's gone. Then she heard it. A buzzing sound started to emanate through the house. You giggled. I have nothing to share. (laughs) Just got it. (laughs) A buzzing sound started to emanate through the house and her room filled with a fog-like substance. Next thing she knew, Lynn was levitating. (laughs) 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 A small saucer-shaped object entered the room through an open window and started to hover up and down beside her before leaving. Once it did, the smoke left with it. Lynn was placed back on the bed, so she turned over and went to sleep. When she awoke, she felt revived, as if she knew everything was going to be okay. She went back to the hospital and they started chemotherapy. Four days later, the tumour had shrunk drastically. The doctor couldn't explain it. And then within four months, the cancer had gone completely. Lynn was in remission and has been cancer-free from that day going forward. It wasn't until watching a show in 1981 that Lynn figured out what had happened to her. Celestial healing. And it would appear that Lynn kept all of this to herself until she was up for re-election for a seat on the council in 1996. She was then on The Maury Show and later Unsolved Mysteries. The voters weren't amused and Lynn lost the re-election. So Greybeard, do you believe that Lynn was treated for this cancer by extraterrestrials? Was this celestial healing? I'm hot just like an apple. She kept it to herself, yet told everyone. Kept it to herself until it was convenient. She made up a story to try and get herself some promotions in publications to get herself elected. Ergo... Whoa, 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 whoa. You agree? Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying that it was aliens, Monfrey. Really wasn't. It really, um, really wasn't. 
I don't. Did she actually have the condition? I don't the know. I yeah. really don't know. I and hope she did. Although that sounds awful, just because I think it's just as awful to make up that you've had it. I think but, it's worse yeah. to make up that you've had it, and it's just the timing of everything. I mean, a super rare form of cancer that no mm. one survived, and you survived it. It it just doesn't add up, and the fact that, like, I think chemo, it chemo was a thing back then, but it wasn't as advanced as it is now. Mm. So the fact that they, it was able, I, I suppose if it was aliens that the aliens helped, and it wasn't the chemo that got rid of it in four days, but it still just sounds made up and like it was used yeah. to get voters on side. Uh, that's so makes bad. you feel a bit wrong inside this one doesn't it does indeed also, I don't know how old the doctors were at the time but you've got no 12. you've got nothing from doctors backing this up mm-hmm. and nothing from anyone else it's literally just her word yeah. her going on TV saying it mm-hmm. tried to find the Unsolved Mysteries episode for it but it just kept giving me other episodes it was really annoying so, no, I do not believe that this was aliens, unfortunately. Me neither. I I think it was made up. Feels like it. Really We've does. We've got nothing to evidence otherwise. All right. Thank you for joining us for this week's probe. You can find us on our socials everywhere at But It Was Aliens. That's Insta, Facebook, X, formerly known as... And our Facebook group is Extraterrestrial Towers. And if you'd like to hear a little more, you know, something on the side, you can join us on Patreon.com forward slash But It Was Aliens for side probes. Where we investigate demons. Pirates. I thought you were going to go, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you wanted me to to, to jump in. (laughs) Right. I can do this again. Demons. Oh. Pirates. (laughs) (laughs) Doggies. Rasputin. And Rasputin's dick. Boing. As always, I... I have been Moonwalker and he has been Greybeard. We are But It Was Aliens. Hashtag.